Good morning and welcome back to Margin. This morning we're going to talk about unexpected wealth. So let's jump right into it. Welcome to the Millennial Margin Podcast. I created this personal finance resource out of necessity as I've watched countless people schedule away, mortgage up, and max out their lives. Margin is simply the antithesis, providing leeway in an increasingly marginless culture. If you want to build margin into your personal finances on a daily basis, this is the podcast for you. So as you operate within a plan to spend, as you live under your means, within your means, as you continue to save and invest in your future, you will notice something funny. You will start to build wealth. And with that, many people are surprised that they are living paycheck to paycheck and they are not able to cover emergency funds. And yet, if they would just get into a plan, set up a plan to actually build margin in their personal finances, how much they'll be able to accomplish in actually growing and building wealth. So wealth really comes down to what you keep after your lifestyle. It comes down to what you are not spending. And we know plenty of people who make great incomes, but never truly actually build wealth. And so with that, you really want to look at how you can turn your income into automated savings in order to build wealth. So I've always enjoyed studying the wealthy based on their mindsets, not because of the money, because the money is just a tool. It's the mindset of how they actually turned their income into something that provided for uh, a level of wealth and built a level of wealth in their lives. And so with that, uh, there are two books that have studied pretty extensively uh, the lifestyles of millionaires. One is uh, The Millionaire Next Door, uh, which is older at this point. There is a second edition of it, but uh, but also Everyday Millionaires. So with these two uh, technically three resources, uh, they went into great detail, great depth to research uh, what the typical millionaire actually looked like versus what we see through uh, celebrities and pro athletes. And what is found within those pages is very, very different than what you would expect. So growing up, you and I probably made the assumption that all millionaires were compiled of doctors, lawyers, you know, maybe some uh, some actresses, maybe some celebrities of some kind, pro athletes, so on and so forth. Uh, but the Lampo Group basically did a widespread study of millionaires, and basically they looked at ten thousand uh, millionaires and and what they did and how they operated, the mindsets they carried, and so on and so forth. What was interesting was the fact that the top three professions of millionaires were teachers, engineers, and accountants, those three categories, not doctors, not lawyers, not, you know, um, the other professions that we could easily lump into that. Now, the other surprising aspect was that only one in five were actually business owners, small to medium sized business owners. So only 18% were actually uh, categorized as that. So the assumption would be that most millionaires would be well-educated and would, uh, would also have, uh, you know, great incomes over their working lives. But the interesting part was the fact that the study found that 88% of millionaires graduated with a bachelor's compared to only 33% of the general population. 
Now, they went on to further break down the income levels that were typical based on this uh, sample of millionaires. And they found that one third of millionaires never had a six figure household income in a single working year. They also found that only 31% of them average 100,000 as a household income in a year, and only 7% averaged over 200,000 in household income over the course of their career. So that would be the average, um, you know, income year to year. But, uh, but with that, that is surprising and even shocking because of some of the incomes that you would expect out of a, you know, an attorney or, um, or a doctor that they wouldn't hit, uh, that, that top three, in, in regards to uh, the professions for, uh, for those that would be considered in that random sample of millionaires. So looking through the stats in this book, in addition to the millionaire next door, what you find is the fact that the wealth that was attained um, happened over time. It wasn't something that was immediate and it wasn't something that was just handed to them in most cases. So with that, uh, they found that 75% make regular, consistent investing part of their uh, ongoing personal finances. So with that, they are investing in a plan that's typically sponsored by their employer and uh, and they may be investing outside of that as well. Uh, but what ends up happening is they are building wealth over time because they have margin in their finances to then attribute to savings, to retirement. And so, uh, so with that, they went on to say that 70% of millionaires saved more than 10% of their income throughout their working years. And so uh, oftentimes what you'll see is, um, is a high correlation between those who, uh, you know, who gain a, um, a, uh, a great deal of wealth and, and those who are living within their means. Those who are actually attributing a certain amount to saving every month, whether to uh, a savings account or to a retirement account of some kind. The other stat that I find interesting, and, and I think many of you would find interesting as well, is the fact that the majority of these millionaires were also givers, are also givers. And so with that, they typically give about 10% of their income and, and, typically that is occurring before they even hit the millionaire status. And so that is something that's ingrained in them to give back. And something that oftentimes people just assume that they're greedy, assume that they are keeping everything for themselves and they're not giving back. Uh, But being that 70% of these uh, millionaires that were uh, included in this random random sample uh, were actually giving at least 10% is pretty impressive. So as we go through this theme related to saving, I thought it'd be helpful to pull together stats from everyday millionaires that had to do with saving and spending. And they found that 93% of the millionaires that they interviewed actually stuck to a budget. So they operated within a plan to spend. And so with that, that was something that they did over their careers, over their, uh, you know, uh, the period of time that they were building their wealth, assuming that they are continuing to build their wealth, of course, but, uh, but they had that discipline built in so that they were operating, uh, based on making sure that they lived within their means, that they did not spend beyond what they actually had to spend. And so with that, they went on and basically said that 94% of millionaires say they live on less than they make 
compared to 55% of the general population. And with that, they also took it a step further. They actually looked at how many actually planned for large purchases instead of running out and buying a new car or, uh, you know, on a spur of a minute, you know, moment going on a vacation or something like that. And they found that 95% of millionaires plan ahead and save for big expenses. So they're not, you know, those that are just um, brashly making decisions and uh, flying by the seat of their pants per se. They're actually planning uh, in order to make sure that they build in that margin to be able to pay for those things that they're saving up for. So probably the most shocking stat that I found had to do with coupons. So over 93% of those interviewed said that they utilize coupons. Now, I've mentioned this before because I love coupons. I love being able to purchase something that's on sale or be able to use a, um, a special promotion to, to be able to buy the goods and services I'm looking for. So, so with that, I was kind of shocked to look at how many people were actually purchasing things on sale or with coupons and, uh, and, and not just buying things at retail. So the common misconception with the wealthy is that they stole the money that they have, that they cheated and stepped on the little man in order to uh, gain the wealth that they have and uh, and or inherited that money. And oftentimes uh, I hear this rhetoric, but what they found in this study was the fact that 74% of millennials or three-fourths of millennials, uh, as well as 52% of baby boomers, which is more than half, uh, believe that millionaires inherited all their wealth, which isn't true. And so with that, they went into breaking down the numbers in regards to the number of millionaires who actually inherited their wealth. So in the study, they found that almost 80% or eight out of 10 people did not inherit their wealth as, you know, 74% of millennials believe and 52% of baby boomers believe. And what they found beyond that was the fact that that eight out of 10 millionaires actually came from middle class or below income levels. And so their parents um, had income levels of middle class or below. They didn't have that silver spoon in their mouth as many um, expect that they would. So many people believe that uh, millionaires happen overnight. They're overnight successes. But what the study found was that the majority of those that had surpassed that $1 million mark uh, did so at an average age of 49. And so with that, they worked 20, 25 years before they actually hit that benchmark. So it was found that the majority of these millionaires that were uh, interviewed Uh, said that investing in their future, investing in retirement was the main reason why they were able to hit that benchmark. And so with that, that's why I drive so heavily towards having a plan to spend and building in saving as a normal plan within that, you know, having a part of your plan that's broken out, that is specified to 
investing in your future. And so with that, it's important to look at, okay, why would we do this? Why would you save for the future? And it may be for uh, those aspects that you outlined on your vision. It may be to leave a legacy. It may be to be able to, uh, to, to actually enjoy retirement rather than working through retirement. Or it may just be for the simple purpose of building in margin to give you options. Whatever the purpose is, it's important for you to to look at, okay, this is realistic. This is whether you look at everyday millionaires or the millionaire next door, this is a realistic goal to set out within your your vision. And it's realistic to set out, okay, well, I can accomplish this. What do I need to do to make sure uh, that I'm actually planning for the future, that I'm actually planning for my my uh, income to be intentionally placed where it should and ought go, uh, rather than just wondering kind of where it went. And so with that today, my call to action is to take some of these principles, take some of these stats and look at what aspects, what behaviors may need to change in your life in order to build in that discipline so that you also can report passing that benchmark and, and, on your on your on your journey to uh, the vision of of your life that you want to have. Enjoy your day, and we'll see you back here tomorrow. If this information is helpful to you, please do follow visitmillenniummargin.com or connect with me on Margin's social platforms.